morning, campers. Welcome to the Camp Good Boy Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> We're back. We are back. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Oh, are you going to go get some mouth tobacco? Yeah. Yeah, I've been. I just, I can't, I can't stop. Yeah. I can't stop. I have a, I have a, an addiction to the snooze, which is like, it's not dip. No, no, it's, it's not uh, dip. I think it's like steamed tobacco. Or like pasteurized. It's like pasteurized tobacco. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's healthy tobacco. Yeah. Um, and I've been doing it regularly since 2010. Mm-hmm. Like most days. Right. I mean, I, there, there has been a period where I've taken a long break, but like, I can't, so I, I'm clearly addicted to nicotine. Oh, but there's time. worse thing. There's worse. Like if you're going to be addicted to nicotine, it, it's either this or like Red Man. Yeah, <laughs> like that shit that like puts a hole in your mouth. Well, I didn't quit smoking because I was I cared about like cancer or anything. I quit because it was slowing me down and fucking up my throat, and it just like wasn't comfortable. But if it was. I would be smoking. I'm like, if you were like, bro, you're going to be dead by 60. I'm like, I don't mm. give a fuck. I well, love because cigarettes are so good. They're the, <laughs> they're the best, but I don't care. I don't care about longevity. I'm more interested in like how I feel when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, my throat was all fucked up. My sinuses were just destroying me. Mm-hmm. So I have the jewel and I like the jewel. It, yeah, but it, I mean, there's shit you can. There's shit in there that's probably worse than the shit that I have in my mouth yeah. right now. But it doesn't. It doesn't wear me down, right, which yeah. is so. Take me tomorrow. I don't care. <laughs> you know, two tumors. Fucking, you can. I start growing anywhere you want. Lungs, throat. I don't. I don't really give a shit. It, it just doesn't make me feel shitty. Yeah. Right. Right. You no know, cigarette. I never really occurred to me because I usually only smoke when I drink. It never occurred to me how how much those cigarettes played just as big a part as those tequila shots. Oh, dude, the heaters we- were wearing me down because there's more poison in that than there yeah. is in fucking booze. Mm-hmm. So the snooze. Uh, so there is. They they do put the warnings on them. Uh, the, the honestly though the knock on wood the biggest warning that I've ha- I've seen is smokeless tobacco is addictive. Right, that's a valid warning. Well, that's what they say. They're like, yeah, don't do the jewel because nicotine's addicted. I'm like, and <laughs> no, yeah, right. That's well, they're the like, thing. well, kids will get addicted to nicotine. It's like, and <laughs> what and what? So yeah, they're so they're addicted here? to something. But I mean, you've been these are like they've been addicted to sugar since. Mm fucking they were they could crawl and that is more dangerous than nicotine yeah they could be addicted to porn i think they most of them probably are with with how accessible that is but yeah and then there's another warning that says this product can cause gum disease and tooth loss you know i've been doing it for 10 years regularly your teeth look great my teeth are pretty good (laughs) they look great uh my dentist doesn't like that i do this but like doctors don't like when you do anything i feel like when you tell your doctor you drink three drinks a week they're like they get like nervous they don't want you to do anything that that veers off doctors are fucking losers (laughs) they really are they're just tight ass they're just losers but then every now and again i'll get a tin that says this product can cause cancer and i'm not saying it can't Mm -hmm. but like if if you want to have a nicotine addiction, right? Tobacco addiction, have camel snooze, yeah, or get like the the Swedish stuff that you actually can. Uh, I think it's actually better. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's pro, it's prepared differently to to lower the carcinogens mm-hmm. that it has. Nice, so it's the healthy tobacco. I I think it's great. I so, think yeah, I think you should <laughs> until your teeth start falling out. But I told I told I told my dentist because I had a wipe. <laughs> you just like you have your have to have your tongue part of your tongue. Well, I had a wipe. Oh god, it might get to that. <laughs> I had a white patch taken off my gum. Oh, nice. But but again, to go back to what we were talking about with doctors, I 
I, w- I was telling him as he was about to just gash my fucking gum. I'm like, I did chew down on my cheek last week. Yeah. <laughs> it might be from that. Yeah. He's like, well, the margins are, they love margins. They love, doctors uh, love margins. He's like, well, well, the margins might be a little, uh, they're just a little suspicious. I'm like, I just want to tell you, like, I did chew. I was eating a chicken sandwich and I bit yeah. down on my cheek. He's like, well, let's just take it off. It's like, oh, <laughs> I'm fine. But I told them, I was telling them about, like, that I do the snooze, and I was telling them my routine. I was like, well, what I do is I, I do, like, a clockwise rotation. I'll do one on this side, one there, one there, one there to, like, give each part of the gum a break. He's like, oh, I kind of like that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, right? Like, I'm looking out for my gums. <laughs> right. The rotation. That's the dentist-recommended way to uh, to use oral tobacco. Because you'll go top, you go top right and then bottom right, mm-hmm. bottom left, top right. You ever go clockwise? Um, <laughs> I swear, is I that counterclockwise? So. Yeah. Wait, what is that? Yeah, I usually go. Yeah, I usually go counterclockwise. Oh right. Well, I do have a white patch here, but it's nothing. Oh good. It's like he's like, oh, that's just a swollen, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, but then like, so I've, I I went to the dentist and I had canker sores. Even if you have canker sores, they're like, well, we want to look at that. I'm like, yo, it's a canker sore. Like, yeah. why are you like chill? Yeah. Let me look in your mouth. <laughs> Doctors have no chill. Yeah. I mean, we talked about that last week with like Dr. Fauci, like, cause he doesn't have much chill. He has no chill. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. But, uh, so anyway, so if any of you are wondering, uh, I have, a, I usually go about through three snooze during an episode of this oh, podcast. That's I mean, a whole sometimes two. I've been enjoying, uh, I like one, I like two per movie. Yeah. That, see, it's great during a movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I had these things at boarding school, oh my God, because dip was one of my, the only things you, things you could get away with. Smoking was impossible. Yeah. If I had snooze at boarding school, I mean, Jesus Christ, I mean, I have a fucking jaw right now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you, yeah, you just uh, you just have the top, <laughs> the top jaw, the bottom. I have cut down on it. I only do them when I'm watching a movie or when we're working or when we're doing this, which is basically yeah. Like I have cut back. Um. But it, so anyway, so I got, I've been getting these, so I, I am on Bumble, although my, my profile was paused at the moment, mm-hmm. but I, so I got this email from Bumble last week saying that there was a, um, uh, to Bumble dating app users who subscribe to the Bumble dating app, da, 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 who identified in the app as a man interested in a woman and who reside in California, based on Bumble's records, you may be a member of a class, member of a class for purposes of a class action settlement. Uh, and I was like, wait, What? And then I just kept like reading it and it was, um, uh, some, some guy that was on Bumble described, claims that Bumble discriminated against male users of its dating app platform who identified as interested in women through its practice of permitting only women to message first. Because women can, women have to message first on Bumble. Right. Uh, the lawsuit alleges that differentiating the products and services offered between male users interested in women and other users violates state anti-discrimination laws and amounts to unlawful and unfair competition. Uh, am I reading that correctly? Or is this guy pissed that he can't reach out to women? He, yeah, he's pissed that he can't be a creeper. <laughs> he's suing. He's suing on behalf of creepers. <laughs> That he's also just, he's butthurt that he's not getting enough, uh, wasn't getting enough engagement probably, but you could probably be part of that suit. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, look, it is frustrating because you get a lot of matches. It's like, oh man, that girl's cute, but you can't send a message. And then the match expires. You have like a day. I'd love to see like the billboard lawyer that like started this, (laughs) like, like, are you, yeah. Did you, are you tired of waiting for responses from women? Call Larry Holmes. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then it's like, how do I know if I'm affected by this settlement? Like, oh, are you a man on board? <laughs> like, yeah. If I identified as a man interested in women, which I am, if you are a member of the class, you'll be bound by the settlement and judgment in this case, unless you request to be excluded. I want to be included. Yeah. <laughs> like, give me, like, it's can, can, you sw- <laughs> can you just swipe right on that lawsuit? <laughs> yeah. You, you can just <laughs> swipe right. Are you, congratulations. You, this is a match. You, uh, and then the lawyer reaches out to you. <laughs> but this is literally like you up? suing McDonald's yeah, for fucking getting fat. Yeah. Like, that's what Bumble is. And right. I, I don't, like, this guy, I'd love to know who this guy is. Mm. <laughs> so it would, uh, let's see. Uh, the settlement, in addition, every class member who submits a valid and timely claim will receive a pro, pro rata share from a distributable settlement fund of $3 million. I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's really, really funny. What do, uh, so let's see who this guy is. His name is Kirillos Mansour. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't even sound real. That's the thing. I feel like you're going to Google that and like lemon party is going to (laughs) come up. Oh man, it's so true. Oh god. So wait, they, they or like sent- the Rick Astley uh, <laughs> or Wood. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I first got this email, it was to sometimes when you get an email and you're like, "What is this?" It's like from your aunt, but uh-huh. it's, it's to an email address that's like x five seven one xz at oh, like right. five g seven nine dot ed whatever the fuck. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, that's just spam." But then this one came to my email address. So I'm like, "Well, maybe this is real," but. It feels just like a troll, kind of. I don't know. It's really fun. Just do, do, do a little bit more uh, research on the lawsuit. Discri- Bumble discriminated against male users through its practice. I mean, do you ever use uh, Do you ever use Bumble BFF? Oh, uh, no. So I'm not looking for friends. I <laughs> actually, I met, uh, somebody was in town and had with friends that were all made from Bumble BFF. Uh, it, was a, it was a woman, which I could see maybe... Now, maybe this is, I don't know if this is, uh, it seems like that might be, a, that might work better. I can't imagine like meeting up with bros on Bumble BFF, like the, like oh, wait, total yeah. freak shows. Do you, can you, do you wait, have that see. option on your, on your phone? Let me unpause for a I second. I mean, they have to, if they, if it's the feature for the women, I'm sure it's a feature for the men. Um, where you can like meet up with someone to go play racquetball or I mean and and, and not so like BFF. yeah so hit that and see what see what your options are like oh pick a support a cause and the women behind it pick a cause so Bumble BFF is basically just looking for friends so it's like I'll let Bumble pick a cause okay uh, yeah all right uh, uh, inclusive arts and culture that'll be my cause yeah um, human rights, gross. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that. Okay, so now I get Christopher. Yeah, dude, like you, you, you could go like I feel like you could go to like a uh, like a Tesla sh- like a Tesla car show. With Wait, that it's guy. all it's all dudes. It's all dude. No, it's just for friends. It's just right, for friends. Yeah, it's, okay. And it's not grinder. It's literally just people because people are just looking for friends. You know, true. And like, yeah, it's just gonna true. be like, yo, Phil, what's up, man? Your profile looks cool. You want to go? Uh, you want to go out and mac honeys? Look at this guy. Yeah, swipe. <laughs> See what, and, and then I guess anybody can sort of reach out first. So it's like, so say you're God, in town and it's like, yo, I, it's like, yeah, if I'm in town, I can hit Bumble and like maybe go on a date or you can just like swipe on Chris and you guys can like go get, you know, drinks together and maybe shoot some pool. It's a good, it is a good idea. Yeah. Um, 
and there's yeah no it is a good idea it's funny because i there was one day where i was on this i think last year and i i just wanted to see what the guys looked like mm-hmm. like from like what my competition i was just like mm-hmm. curious i was like what's like what, what am i what am i working with like what am i up against i guess And uh, I went to looking for men, thinking that that was going to show me the straight guys. Right. But no, that showed me the gay guys. Oh, right. I was getting likes. Uh Mm -hmm. Because you're now notified when you get a swiped uh, swiped right on. Mm. And my my thing was just blowing up of guys. They were just like, oh, who's this new fucking piece of meat? Yeah. I was like, oh, made that mistake. Whoops. (laughs) But I think, but how, how, if you're just doing Bumble BFF now, is Bumble BFF though? Are these guys also trolling for sex? Do you think? I, I don't know. It kind of feels. I don't know. I mean, these, these look like fairly. I mean, again, I they look. They uh, I don't know about Tav. Yeah, <laughs> they. I mean, they they don't look like, like yeah they like, don't, like, like that Dan. Guy, so he doesn't look gay. No, no, Dan. I'm not saying 29. like you can. No, I get it. No, tell, I, I like, can see like some of the ones. It's more of like a sexual sex forward kind picture. of sure. Yeah, like, I don't think that guy's looking for sex. He's just looking for someone. He's, to go he's look looking at for stay- someone to go take pictures in Joshua Tree with. <laughs> he's like, "Yo, man, are you into are you into uh, shoulder <laughs> canvas messenger bags?" I gotta, uh, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I fucking hate these. So, things. I mean, I don't, I, I don't hate them. I've kind of made peace with them a little bit, but I'm gonna go back on Snoop. A mode. friend of mine that's just tired of internet dating was just saying, like, she can't look at one more profile of dudes that are just like into like tacos. Oh, everyone's into tacos. Yeah, everybody. That's like the main. That's funny. Yeah, they're all. Everyone loves tacos. I think I've made a fucking few memes about it. It's like tacos, uh, dogs. I mean, whatever. Obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I mean, with girls, so I don't know what guys do, but with women, it's always like you know, wine. Those, Everybody's those, everybody those, loves to travel. Those lamp posts on Wilshire. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> love those. Uh, everybody, like the whole, everyone wants you to be spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Uh, girls love that first cup of coffee and clean sheets. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, like so do I, but like who writes that? <laughs> uh, that first cup of coffee and clean sheets. I like that last, I like that like last cup of coffee at AA and like sheets that fucking have blood on them. I mean, it really brings out like, it brings out the the corny side of people, but mm. I don't know if these people are that corny. Right. Because it, it's really hard when someone's like, explain yourself. It's like actually kind of hard when you really think about it, especially right. like how you want to present yourself on there. Yeah, because well, you don't want to be like, I'm an impulsive sex addict who likes to fuck strangers. And after Wolf of Wall Street, I'm interested in boofing. <laughs> right. yeah, where are my boofers that. at? So let's just see what some of the shit is that is written on here. Like some of the greatest hits. Um, no, it's it's a lot of like I, when someone says I'm looking for a partner in crime, I just like I just, I can't do it. Like I just, like I can't go out with someone that says I'm looking for a partner and, in crime. unless they actually want to go. Like I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, no, it's like interested in someone who's legitimately interested in robbing liquor stores with me. <laughs> yeah, right. You packing? Maybe some B and E's on the yeah. weekend. Um, everybody loves adventure. Everybody's always so like open minded. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. Uh, that's so funny though. Yeah, everyone's so into tacos. That's great. Hey, just to throw it out there, I was born without. Uh, <laughs> I was someone said they're like born without an arm. <laughs> uh, hey, hey. <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. Like, um, 
Uh, see, this this girl's kind of like not big into jaywalking or barnacles. I am into champagne. That's a great. That's Aren't great. The, are those lyrics from uh, <laughs> "If You Like Pina Colada"? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh wait, are they? Oh, I think you're right. Maybe. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> um, I am into champagne. Yeah, if you fuck, like you're making right. love wow. at midnight, I, I will. You know what? I got it. It's like it's weird. Right, Look, okay, brandy by Looking Glass, dancing in the moonlight. A Pina Colada by Rupert Holmes. Mm-hmm. Those are the, they're like the oddly, I guess you would kind of put those in the yacht rock category. Yeah, for sure. I put them in like unplay outable. Like Brandy is my wake up on mm-hmm. my alarm clock when I set my alarm, which is not often. But uh, I've had that as my alarm clock for like seven years now. That's a good wake and up I, song. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. It's you a know? good one. Yeah. Yeah, that is, uh, that is yacht rock, but it's, um, Actually, did you realize, apparently that song is a guy writing a, uh, a personal ad to, wondering, like, uh, he's writing a personal ad to try to meet a girl, and the girl who answers him is his wife, I, huh. th- I think. There's like a whole, there's a whole thing that I, someone was telling me one night. I feel like, like, who has that? There's like, that, that feels like a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. With some dude that works for the New Yorker with three names. Yeah. Hey, this is Jordan Parker Rice. Yeah. And We're, welcome back to the Pina Colada podcast. <laughs> no, Escape. The uh, yeah. this song's called Escape. Oh yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Holmes put it, I thought, what would happen to me if I answered this ad? I'd go and see if it was my own wife who was bored with me. The title of the song was originally going to be People Need Other People. Um, yeah, it's... Um, there's a whole crazy story about the, about that song. If you like making love at midnight by the dunes and the cape. The singer is thinking about leaving his girlfriend. Then he sees an ad in the paper. If you like pina coladas, then let's plan our escape. He wrote an, a- he wrote an answer after the second verse. Yes, I like all those things. And then he goes and discovers that the person who wrote the ad is the girl that he'd been thinking ah. of leaving. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then it, you're the girl that goes to meet Rupert Holmes. And because what does Rupert Holmes looks, look like? He looks like um, like every other yacht rock. Yeah. <laughs> he he kind of looks like a like a kinder like a a male third grade teacher like in a white fedora. Oh my god. No, he looks like a like a pedophile. <laughs> they all, they all, they like they imagine all. if you're just like, oh my god, I love making love and pina coladas, and like you get there and you meet him, and it's like, yeah. uh no. Yeah, he looks like the BTK. Yeah, he does. He, yeah, he, he went looks from like pedophile to BTK. serial killer. <laughs> well, imagine if the BTK was the guy who wrote the Pini Colada song. He just like, yeah. If you like bondage, bondage and torture. Yeah. M is great. Oh, actually, Escape. The BTK <laughs> would fucking write a song called Escape. But yeah, I feel like the lyrics would be vastly different. It would be, that would be fucking crazy if, yeah, the BTK had put out that ad, the, the Pina Colada song, and the people that answered it as became as victims oh yeah oh, that'd be interesting mm-hmm. and the lyrics would definitely be come with me and escape to go ahead and try to escape <laughs> dude that btk oh, he's dark he was a dark dark fucking, man yeah i mean I, i've watched the movie uh and it's okay but the 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 moment where the wife discovers all his ids mm. that's a vibe mm. like imagine you're just like cleaning stuff out or you're like you know you're you're cleaning stuff out you're getting ready for a move like our parents are getting ready for a move mm. and like imagine just like opening up a box that's buried back in the thing and or imagine seeing just all these different like your mom who you just trust and believe in is the sweetest angel you know everything and you see she's got like 
multiple IDs, uh, yeah, right. multiple passports, like different all names. kinds of different names, like a, a wad of cash, like a few vials of like rock Ooh. drugs. Oh God. But no, but the ID and the, forget about the drugs. Like, okay. One, it's one thing if you found like some rock drugs in like your mom's shoebox, yeah. I'd just be like, all right, my mom hits rocks. Oh, so steal that. Hey, you need a little <laughs> something to help get the, get the house clean, you know, mm. Hit a, <laughs> just picture, picture your mom, like hitting a fucking fat rock Ooh. and just like going to fucking, Going cleaning, just going beast mode on the fucking <laughs> the floors and the tables, but that would be that is a vibe. That's like whoa, yeah, that's whole, creepy. That's, it's freaky, and mm. it's like, what do you do? Right, like, do you? I would. Do you confront the person, or do you call the police, or do you just like? I mean, I would just leave. I would be like, I would leave, and I would t- I would call my mom, and I'd be like, Mom, listen, I'm out of here. This is our secret. But I found the box of the IDs, mm. and I'm I'm just gonna not I'm not gonna mention it. But I don't know if I can be your son anymore. Well, it all depends because is she a secret agent? Oh, that's true. Yeah, it could be like an American's vibe. You just gotta be like, yo, what is this? Yeah, but if it, but if, they, you might get killed. Oh yeah, that's true. I guess you would probably call. You'd have to phone a friend. <laughs> what friend? Like, yo, I would call. I mean, you just have to call someone. And be like, I'd have to be like, yo, dude, listen. I don't know who else to talk to about this, but I found all these different IDs for my mom when I was like going deep in the thing. Like, what do you think I should do? Mm. It's actually kind of a funny prank to ask somebody that to see how they would respond. It's also a funny prank for parents to do to their kids. <laughs> it's a really <laughs> yeah. fun prank. Oh wait, that is a fun. <laughs> wait, now we're fucking talking. If yeah, you have kids and just as like a joke, you know, you, you you hide the box with all the mm. stuff with like a fake gun yeah. and like some blanks. And, and you like tell them, them, hey, can you go get my da-da-da? It's underneath our bed and just have the box there. Yeah. Just have it accidentally like propped open because mm. kids are nosy. They're going to look at shit. Yeah. Um, going back to the BTK, did you watch the movie with like where Kane Hodder plays him? I'm not sure. You know, I, I don't remember. I don't remember who played him. Yeah. Is that a good one? That's the one I saw, Kane Hodder, who plays Jason Voorhees in mm. part six through Jason Space. Right. Um, yeah, he's the man. Yeah, <laughs> shout out, Kane Hodder. <laughs> a good, a nice resume. He's played Jason Voorhees like seven times, and then it's like when they're Gotta thinking about casting the BTK. You, you know what? I, I would like to see like Bill Hader play the BTK. <laughs> That would be interesting. Yeah, that would be that would be good. He'd have to put on some weight. Yeah, but yeah, that BTK man. Oof, but then the, the dark the, motherfucker. And the final, the final. Um, I remember I watched that movie in like 2012. I think the one with Kane Hodder. I think there's multiple movies about him though. Uh, mm. And then the final scene. Uh, it's kind of like it pulls out on like his shed, and everyone is uh, discovering who who he is. And then the song. Is ain't nobody's business but mine, but my own, which is just like that's a weird, like, okay, yeah, it's your business, but like, I'm glad we found out about your business, yeah, because yeah. you didn't need to keep doing this. No, ain't nobody's business but my own, huh? Yeah, that's just he's just like, guys, this is just my thing, but it's like, it's like a blues song. This next song, champagne, don't drive like, me crazy. Interesting okay. choice. Who's the music supervisor on that? Taj Mahal? Oh, interesting. It's this great song. I feel like the ending of that should have been the shining theme. Yeah. <laughs> or just like... Yeah, just an ambient, like just a, like a white noise or... Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. Not this like catchy blues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to walk out of the theater being like like feeling unsettled, not like being right. like, man, but that's like pulling yeah, out like your Shazam. I'm, I'm, I'm at like an <laughs> island bar in like Siesta Key. Yeah, right. Like, hey, oh man, what is this song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're, Shazam you're just, it real You quick. shouldn't be Shazamming the end of the BTK <laughs> movie. <laughs> Which is what I did. That's yeah. The thing. I was like, fuck, that song's good. Yeah. But yeah, it was, a, it was a really weird musical choice. Oh, guy I like. Uh, so yeah, fa- we have Phantom Thread on here. <laughs> I, I or no, I'm sorry, Phantom Menace. Oh man. Actually, you know what though? I love Phantom Thread. Yeah, I do too. I would. I could see you and McGregor as the um, as the Daniel Day Lewis role. Yeah, he could. Big time. Of course, he he can do he, anything. He, he could do anything. But after, especially after seeing Halston. Yeah. Um, Ewan McGregor would crush. Uh, he would have been. There's not many other actors I would have liked to have seen in that part, mm. but I think Ewan could could have played the Daniel Day Lewis part. But we have the Phantom Menace, and I remember I went and saw this, and this was this would be pretty much the last of the new Star Wars that I saw. I didn't love it um, because it didn't look real. The the right. what made Star Wars cool was that it like Star Wars: and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Ninja or Return <laughs> of the Jedi. It looked, it looked real. I mean, it like it was all practicals. Yeah, it wasn't all these green screen. All, and I'm sure there was some green screen, but like this just looked. I was like, this is stupid. This doesn't. This isn't what made Star Wars special. No, see, I, I actually, I, I, um, I zigged where everyone zagged. I actually liked this movie yeah. only because of uh, the the pod race scene uh, when Anakin's uh, like through the desert. Mm. I was like, that's cool. And then I liked the Sith with the double, uh, oh, the double lightsaber. sword lightsaber. And Ewan's a guy I liked, even that not in yeah, 1999. Like, but so I, I actually liked it because it had been so, like I loved Empire of the Strikes Back. I loved them all as a kid, and it had been such a long time since I saw them. And I guess I just was excited that Star Wars was back. Mm-hmm. But then when I go back and look at it now, I'm like, yeah, this fucking sucks. And it's then and then corny. Attack of the Clones was not good. And then Revenge of the Sith wasn't good because that actor that plays Darth, like I mean, Patton Oswalt had a great. He actually had a great uh, uh, joke about it. He's like. You want? Do you know who Darth Vader is? Like Darth yeah. Vader's like this fucking badass, and and he's like, hey, George, like George Lucas has got an idea. Like we're gonna make we're gonna make uh, a movie about showing you how you know Darth Vader became Darth Vader. He's like, oh, like cool, like. And is he gonna kind of be a badass? No, he's gonna be this whiny, annoying kid. Like, oh fuck, that sucks. It's like. I don't, like I think Angelina Jolie's like beautiful and I think she's gorgeous. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want. Uh, I don't want what the fuck. I'm butchering his joke, but he's like, I don't want someone to be be like come along and be like, hey, here's John Boyd's nuts. <laughs> like I don't care where they came right. from. I just love the shit that I like. I don't care yeah. where it came from. Mm-hmm. I don't need. The, I don't. I didn't need to see these. Like right. It's it looks good on paper, but then when you see it, you're like. Oh man, like I just liked seeing Darth Vader as like who he is, mm-hmm. and then when the mask comes off, he's this like bald freak. Yeah, like he, that's he like kind of looks like John Boyd's nutsack. <laughs> kind of. This it's like oh, I mean, all right. It's the whole. It's all. It's the same thing with like a sequel. Yeah. It's like, man, I didn't really need that. Right. But if you with um, uh, who's the guy, the Irish guy, who's the in the action stuff. Uh, Liam Neeson, <laughs> he, his hair in this, like if you just like slap some black jeans and like <laughs> on him, he'd look like a, like a guitar teacher or something. <laughs> Wait, does he, he's got like, like a, he's got like guitar a guitar with like, it, it's like a weird, like mullet. It's kind of like, 
paired back on the side and like no it was just weird because the best part about star wars is that you didn't know who any of these actors really were mm-hmm. with this it's like even though you and the guy i like it's like oh the guy from train spot right is obi-wan kenobi all right and obviously ewan's great in this but then yeah like liam neeson's like I mean, this is kind of weird. I mean, I Jar Jar Binks is like a fucking knife in the ear. Yeah. But no, I, I liked the movie, I think, because it was just... I just liked having Star Wars back. But mm-hmm. then looking back, these movies just don't hold up at all. That's no. The They're just not classic. That's no, the thing. I, and then they, I know that the J.J. Abrams one, they tried to make it look like the old Star Wars, nah. but I wasn't... Oh, like I they filmed, they shot it on film? But it, yeah. it, like, give me a break, because... Even though you shot it on film, it's still 2017, and and it just it's just different. Yeah, like okay, Tarantino shoots everything on film, Mm -hmm. but like the movies we saw last night at the New Beverly have the fucking crackle. Yeah, the the movies now, even though they're shot on film, they don't have the crackle. Yeah, like it's on it's on advanced, updated, nice film. Right, it's not on that 77 film. Yeah, it's not like it's not gonna like (laughs) fade to pink when they when they show it. No, they, um, you know, I actually, so shout out to Tarantino, not because of, I mean, I like a lot of his films, but the new Beverly and, uh, those movies we saw, which the kiss me deadly and repo man, which had a lot of inspiration in both of them for Pulp Fiction, mm. mostly because they both involved cases with a mysterious thing. And that was like light coming out of yeah, it that you don't know what, what it, it is. is. And, um, but, uh, I thought I was thinking a lot about Tarantino, during those movies and I realized kind of what he is. So everybody is kind of like there, there's all different kinds of like people like you. Okay. So you, everyone kind of likes music and everyone kind of likes movies and everyone kind of likes books. Mm. Now, some people have a big record collection. Some people have like a big DVD collection. Some people have a big record collection and a DVD collection and want to write movies and Mm. make films. Some people have an even bigger DVD collection and are even more into movies and want to write movies and do other creative things. And then like some people just have a little thing and do that and a comic book collection Mm. and like, are some people have fake IDs yeah. and like a different <laughs> then, person yeah, of an identity. Yeah, the VTK. The uh, Tarantino is the guy who was the biggest it, it, because there's the most of everything in the world. Okay, mm-hmm. like there's somebody who is the most or the best or the whatever. You know, you're Michael Jordan. Your thing. Tarantino is the biggest movie encyclopedia, the biggest mm. comic book collector, the biggest music collector, who also happens to be. Uh, an ambitious film creator. And now mm-hmm. some of those people who also have the collections aren't as big as they try to maybe write the screenplay, but he's the biggest, the biggest yeah. movie nerd yeah. who also created his own films that are also amazing. Mm-hmm. He's literally the best at that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's better filmmakers. Yeah. There, I but, think there but are of that kind of nerd film nerd ilk. He is he's the gold. The, he's the gold. He's the the gold. He's the best. He's the yeah. Michael Jordan of of film nerds that also decided to create films that are yeah. totally like original and innovative. He knows everything about. Movies. He knows everything. <laughs> right. And then and then to have the new Beverly and he just bought another theater. To that is one of the only reasons why I stay in L.A. is this resource <laughs> of films. It's mm. like that you can literally go up the street and you are getting your own hand curated film syllabus. Right. Hand crafted by the biggest film nerd in history. And he's not sitting there because he owns it and now he's the program director. Mm-hmm. And so he makes the schedule. 
And he's not just like, oh, this will be so cool. Like, let's put these ones. It's like, I feel like he spends a whole month planning out oh, that, dude. curating that, what's it's, the, playing that. He does not fuck around. Because when we went to go see it, I'm like, man, what the fuck? Kiss Me Deadly is from 1955. And I'm like, I was a, what the fuck does this movie have to do with Repo Man? Mm-hmm. And then when you see him, you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, and shit. and like, you yeah, see wow. that he, he so much in the Chevy Malibu and Repo Man because the Chevy Malibu and Pulp Fiction. Ah, got it. But he, the cases were, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, why is this paired with Repo Man? Mm. And it's not just because Tarantino was just like, oh, we have an empty slot. Let's put Kiss Me Deadly because yeah. I, yeah. I like Kiss Me Deadly. And then you see the, I've never seen this before. Gaspar Noe also does it in Irreversible, but but that makes sense because the film goes backwards. The credits go backwards in the beginning of Kiss Me Deadly from 1955. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of Repo Man, the credits go backwards. So Repo Man was inspired by Kiss Me Mm -hmm. Deadly. And then Pulp Fiction was inspired by both those movies. And like that's Tarantino really being like, he does not phone anything in when it comes to film. He doesn't at all. He really doesn't. The making of them, the watching (laughs) of them, the, 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 the theater programming of them. Like that dude is the cinema like god of our lifetime and literally going there i feel like the characters in seinfeld when they go to the soup nazi like don't misbehave in there like if you if your phone is even like like so i dropped my my phone fell out of my pocket like Mm -hmm. 15 minutes into kiss me deadly Mm -hmm. last night i didn't even reach down to pick it up i'm like oh i'll get that when the fucking movie's over most people would be like oh no my phone and they'd be like turn the light on and like i've got to get it yeah i literally it could have been the guy behind me could have fucking stolen it for all Mm -hmm. i care but i didn't even like acknowledge or even like move to go grab it i was like no i'll get that when the movie's over like and and literally nobody there even like thinks about fucking talking touching their phone or talking i would say because i've seen probably close to 200 films there in the last 10 years and i've only had one two incidences of a guy one time a guy being like on his phone or talking on it It was like yo i'll call you back in a second oh man he's like well no 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 i think we should yeah and people were just like uh and someone finally went to and then west side story there was a guy who was just rustling these bags the whole time Mm. but he was like mentally ill so no one really knew what to how to deal with it I mean, look, in most movie theaters, there will be... But usually it's dead silent. Most of the time, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, sometimes in movies, there will be people talking, and sometimes people will say something, because uh, for the most, of the most of the time at movie theaters, people don't want you to be on their fucking phone. It's like, yo, like, come on. And a lot of time, people will say something. At the New Beverly, I feel like that gets you, like, a lifetime ban. No, I think it might, yeah. <laughs> they, they take it so seriously. That's why it's so fun. Right. And when you go see a movie there, you really get like completely just absorbed by the movie. Unlike any movie theater, Oh, it's the best. more than fucking IMAX or any, and I'm not just talk, like trying to talk shit about like movies of today, but like when you go see a movie, they're like taxi driver. Mm-hmm. You're just completely fucking like, well, I need to like take a walk around the block after you, you would, you would say like, Oh, get off your high horse. Great. They play it on 35 millimeter. Like what great. Just like, you just want to say that. No, something about 35 millimeter. It absorbs you in. There's something mm-hmm. about the texture or just yeah. the quality of the thing where you are absorbed in when I see, and then when I go watch it, like a 4k or a digital <laughs> thing, it's like, I'm repelled by it. I, and by mm. the way, I almost can't watch a movie at home anymore. Like it's t- yeah, I, no, it's I tough. to have, and like why uh, that's why, and, and, and people are like, well, wow, you go to the f- movies a lot. I'm like, well, you fucking 
sit and watch like three episodes of a Netflix every night. <laughs> right. Sorry for going up the street and like having an, an amazing experience watching these. And by yeah. the way, watching these films in 35 millimeter on the big screen, it's not just like a, like a braggy snobby thing. It's like, it's a fucking like it's real great. experience. It's a yeah. really great way to spend time. Yeah. And I think anybody like, I, honestly, I think anybody, most people, I, I don't, because mo- everybody loves movies. I don't think most people would be like, no, nah, I'm not really interested. I think anybody would want to go there. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, if I was, if I lived in, you know, I don't know, Illinois, and I was uh, listened to this podcast and listened to, because we talk about the New Beverly a lot, I feel like. I'd almost be like, man, I want to go to LA and go to this movie theater. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. Well, it's also just, I, it's my happy place. Like, and I like, I like the arrow too. Uh, but who also does old films and stuff, but the, the, you get in there and get to your seat. It's just like, there's a vibe in there. Oh, big time. It's, it's so comfortable. And also, the level of movie dork is just it's on, on an another stratosphere. Like there was a dude last night that had a, a Friday the Thirteenth Jason Lives T shirt last mm-hmm. night. I was like, oh man, that's a good shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Did you talk to him about it? No, but I I kind of like I just kind of gave, gave him like a. Yeah. I don't know if he do, saw me, but I, I was like, man, that's a cool shirt. Well, I, I love staying for the double <laughs> feature because it's like in between movies, it's like you feel like you're at a sleepover. <laughs> really, dear. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, but okay. So now, <laughs> while I love that place and I love. I do love uh, like film dorks. I just love their like enthusiasm because mm-hmm. they just they just love it. Um, there's this so I have that thing Shutter on my on my Roku, which is a great thing. It's a great s- streaming service because it's all horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a show on there called Eli Roth's History of Horror, and it's a fucking awesome show. It's just like it's like him and Rob Zombie and. Uh, Oh fuck! I think one of the uh, a guy that directed like Dawn of the or Day of the Dead. I forget what his name is, or he was like a makeup guy in zombie movies. They host it, and it's awesome. It's basically going through every genre of horror movie and every horror movie that's ever existed, and just how much they love it. And I love the show, but miss me on people who tell you what a movie's really about. Oh yeah, no. And I'm, I'm just like like you, you're listening to them, and it's like it's actually not about like. It's actually, it, this, you know, like, I'm just using an example. It's like speed, mm-hmm. you know? Well, speed's actually about, like, a man, like uh, a man's battle with the automotive industry. Oh, <laughs> I God. Mean, that's just a stupid example, but, like, no, it's about a guy. It's about a bomb on a bus. Yeah. <laughs> like, bus can't go below 50. Right. That's what the movie's about. Like, miss me on this, like, it's actually a... Well, it's about a man's race against <laughs> himself. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, shut the fuck no, up. No, yeah, that I That show that is too. filled with it. It's like, well, you know, it's actually not a zombie movie. It's more, it's about, like, the decline of civilization. Like, yeah. it's a zombie movie. Yeah. No, The Exorcist <laughs> isn't about possession. It's about a girl getting her period for the first time. <laughs> I'm using I'm, I'm, those examples that I'm making up are not that good, but like, I'm watching it. I'm just like, oh, all right, guys. Yeah. All right, you guys. And, you know, you know, <laughs> right. it's true. And then, you know what else sucks about the Star Wars movie uh, is that, um, it, all the special effects of these things, it all just looks like something you can now put on a Instagram story with, a, <laughs> yeah, with like an animation giphy right. <laughs> that can be on your thing. Like it, it, it these things like don't aid these things. Didn't, and like, what is that? W- also, you know, what's also weird is these, these are set before the original movie. So, so it's, it, yeah, it's like, it's, it's all very it's strange. It's so strange. And then also it's like the phantom menace. Like I, he could have been more of a menace and I don't even know who the phantom was, but like if he just like, 
like stumbled in drunk and like was like breaking things <laughs> and like. Well, I think the fa- I, I think I mean again I'm not a big Star Wars nerd. Uh, I think the Phantom Menace is the kid because the because he's this new thing that comes in and fucks everything up. Okay. He just doesn't know it yet. It's either that or it's the the guy with the double lightsaber. Again, if I said this and there was a Star Wars fan here right now, he'd probably like slit my throat because yeah. I got it. Wrong. But I don't know if I got it wrong or not. I think I think that's what it is. Yeah, because there's a disturbance in the force. I think it's this kid who's just about to like become the biggest bad guy ever in this universe. Right. Um, but no, it's just like, okay, I get that there's other meanings to movies. Right. Like I totally, like I get it, but just like miss me on your, just like, uh, your fucking deep, thoughtful opinion on what it's really about. Like, all, all right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. Like, got it. <laughs> it's, I, a, it's actually yeah. about, uh, this and that. It's actually not a fucking zombie invasion movie. It's about like, uh, it's a, cl- it's like a, a take on like the class war. It's like. Uh, maybe. No, yeah, may, I, I, <laughs> well, that's the other thing. It's like the, people then have spent like decades in um, dissecting like the Great Gatsby and all these other things. Like, yeah, F. Scott Fitzgerald was just like hammered <laughs> at the keyboard, like writing about like his rich neighbors, like or like how it wants right, to be right. rich. It's like what you end up like making it about is your own thing. But like, don't tell me that that's what it's about. And like, like that's the last word. Well, actually, I think like with a few of our scripts when we hand them in. A lot of these people, a lot of like the, you know, wh- whether it's a producer or a director, or an actor, or exec, whoever reads it, they'll always, they'll always pick up on something and be like, "Oh, I love this." It's like this and this, and, and I feel like most of the time I'm like, "I didn't think that when we were yeah. working on it." I'm, no. but, but that's I think it's just the way people interpret shit. Yeah, I was, I I was just think, on like thirty milligrams of Adderall. <laughs> that's the thing, and a ton of Camel Snooze. Yeah, <laughs> like I think that's the thing. I think most of the time, like musicians and any artists. I don't know. I don't think they're, and I don't know if this, this probably isn't like a super hot take, but I think this is pretty commonly known. I think most of the time you don't even realize you're fucking making a statement on something. You're just fucking writing a character. It's like, leave it to other people to no, interpret yeah, it. And that's the, because yeah, most of the time it's literally just, I, I just want to get from point A to point B. Right. And this is how we get there. And like, if that's a, if that's a take on the, the Afghan situation, yeah. <laughs> all right, I didn't mean to do that. But I, all right, fine. Yeah. I mean, it, it is like, I guess that's the best thing about like movies is that if, if you're inspired by, if you see something that you think it's really about cool, but they just, I, as much as I love Eli Roth's history of horror and enjoyed it, they're they're a little air they're a little pompous some yeah. of the talking heads on like what the movie's really about it's, it's like easy eli <laughs> it's like okay i get it but i do recommend it because i actually really did enjoy it they and then jar jar binks like <laughs> we're i'm just i'm just looking at like the mood board that the casting or that the wardrobe consultant was using and i'm just picturing like a bunch of pictures of like ani defranco <laughs> like it's it, that's what uh, uh jar jar binks looks like an artist that would like headline the lilith fair <laughs> Like, look at that, like, vest and, like, hold on. That's, that is, like, C-3PO. Oh, is, that this, is this the C-3PO origin story moment? Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure that's a movie that they're trying to make now. There, there's, like, a new, there's a new fucking Star Wars movie, like, every Yeah, I don't know if I could do a whole series on C-3PO. No, yeah, not good either at all. <laughs> I mean, they're like the most annoying when like C three PO comes. I, I wish that somebody would just like take a baseball bat to him. Oh, you 
wish someone would just take his batteries out. Yeah, just get rid of this guy because he and also he serves no purpose. It's like it, it's and it's like it's like R two D 2s wingman that he didn't have like a choice about. <laughs> like, did anyone ask him if he wanted C three PO as his like bestie? Because that right there, we got it right like, there. Does R I can R two D two choose? Like, he doesn't have arms and he doesn't go fast enough to run away from him. He's just yeah, like, no. oh fuck, I can't shake this annoying fuck. It's like when you're stuck at a bachelor party with the guy. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, that that. And by the way, the guy you don't know the bachelor party. The, that should be the the, the nickname, the C three PO, the bachelor party. <laughs> it's like nobody else would hang out with C three PO. So he goes with the one bot that just can't move fast enough or has arms or can even like communicate well enough to be like, fuck off, get away from me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> all he does is just beeps and boops. Yeah, That's all he's got. And you know, you never when when R two D two is on the um. When uh, when Luke goes to the Dagobah system to train with Yoda, uh, he don't C three PO got didn't get the fucking invite. He didn't get a text <laughs> no. back. He didn't get a text back for that no, trip. He did not. Yeah, Luke was like, "Yo, you can come, but your boys gotta <laughs> what's stay. his name? Three P, whatever C- his name yeah, is. Get him out of here. Annoying fuck is." <laughs> And he's, I guess what is C3PO a man? Is it kind of like androgynous? I don't really fully understand. I think he's a guy. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, this movie says that everything you need to know it, about it is it's on the fucking cartoon network. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is it's like, it's barely real. And then you got, um, so you've got like Natalie Portman mm. and you've got Liam Neeson, but it looks like they went to central casting forever. Whoever the kid's <laughs> yeah, mom right. is for this. She just, she looks like a, like she was just like a wait waiter at like, um, a waitress at, uh, George Lucas's like favorite pancake spot. And he was <laughs> like, Hey, you want to be she in the new star does, Wars? Yeah. And then this kid, I don't know what else he was in, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably, think the- a, probably a pedophile lawsuit <laughs> against the, uh, studio. <laughs> And then the guy that <clears throat> plays him growing up in the next two, I don't, I don't know what else he's been in because uh, he was actually not a, he wasn't good in these movies. And then yeah, his um, uh, Liam Neeson's beard there, he looks like he's been like churning butter on the Amish <laughs> with the Amish community. There this is a religious this vibe. This movie is very odd. There is like a a Jesus vibe to Liam Neeson in this. Yeah. And that's Obi-Wan Kenobi, or that's like the origin story of who trained Obi-Wan. He's the one that trained Obi-Wan, yeah. Right. So he's like So I'm sure there's a script somewhere at, at Disney of like I think his name in this Obi? is Qui-Gon. I think that's Liam Neeson's name. So I think there's gonna be a movie about who he really is. Is there? They're just fucking cr- oh, It's like, just never ending. It's just a machine of everyone gets just, an origin if story. If I see if I drive down Pico and I see a <laughs> billboard that's just three PO, I'm 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 done. I'm just I'm just gonna shut my eyes, drive into the other lane and accelerate the gas pedal. Literally, they're doing an origin story for every fucking character in this universe. It's mm-hmm. it's just getting. I, I noticed getting uh, Jar Jar. I don't think the Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> I don't think those scripts are rising to the top of no. the uh, of any slush pile. No, they're not. Yeah, Actually, I Jar, like, I'm sure there is a script somewhere called Jar Jar. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah, that I think the the kid that was in front of me at the, at the popcorn line last night wrote. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm working on a new script. It's about Jar Jar, the Jar Jar Binks origin story. No, there's definitely, I'm sure, yeah, there's, they definitely discussed that. I think but literally they have a board of every character and they're like, can we do, I, I'm sure they do. It's like Jar Jar Binks, look, it's like, looks like a single mom who like works at the Gap as a part-time job to like <laughs> support her, her kids. Well, the people, the people spoke because after this movie came out and he was despised, 
He didn't have many uh, lines in the second one. <laughs> yeah, his his booth is is not popping off at Comic Con. No. Yeah, but then I'm sure there's like there's definitely there's always that one guy or girl who's like, like I like Jar Jar. Yeah, it's like well, you don't, you don't understand Jar Jar. I mean, I, I listen. I think Jar Jar is the best thing about Star Wars. It's uh, if you really like completely, d- d- yeah. The the Binks podcast. Welcome back to the Binks pod. I'm sure it's out there yeah. somewhere. We um. Yeah, we have uh, Devin Shea, who voiced the part <laughs> of Jar Jar Banks and Phantom Menace. Devin, thanks for coming by today. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks, man. Here. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Cartoon Network. I'm, I don't love cartoons. I, don't, I, um, I liked them when I was a kid. I liked they them. haven't followed me into adulthood. No, like there was a cutoff, and like I loved Beavis and Butthead, mm. but I never got into Family Guy. I loved Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead, I fucking loved. The f- oh, it's great. Oh, dude, it was the, the first best. three or four seasons of Family Guy are pretty fucking funny. Mm-hmm. But I like. I don't. The older I get, I'm the same way with like hip hop and rap. The older I get, I just like. I'm just like. I'm not into this anymore. Yeah, I'm just not into it. The same with like animation. Mm-hmm. Look, like, I'm sure all those Pixar movies. I'm sure are fucking incredible. I'm not saying they're not. And if you ever want to watch them one day, come on over. Yeah. I'll watch one with you. And I, yeah. but I'm not like sitting down on my own and watching it. And same with like Rick and Morty. I'm sure it's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. I just can't get into cartoons. I tried I with. Either. I tried with Big Mouth, that Nick Kroll show, and I'm like, yeah, okay, like it's it's a cool, it's a funny premise, but like. I don't feel like really watching this anymore. Same with uh, BoJack Horseman. I watched the first episode. I'm like, yeah, fine, sure. But like, I just don't care. I'd rather watch like Mad Men. I'd Sorry. rather watch Mr. Ed. <laughs> if I'm going to do a talking horse, I'd rather it's, it's like real. I just can't. And like, and I hate to be the person. It's like there people are always like, dude, have you seen up? Well, up is great. Yeah, I saw up and it's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, like I'm not like I'm not hating on them. I just like don't. I just it's the cartoons and, just, and rap yeah, music they, they're not following it. me into my into my uh into my middle my middle age. Mm-hmm. They just aren't. Like the new Drake came out. When I see adults getting excited that Drake dropped an album, no. what the fuck is wrong with I you? haven't listened to the new Kanye. I usually like I'll usually put ears on the Kanye albums just to see what he's doing. Just to yeah. just because it's it's always at least he always keeps you guessing. Mm. But is the new is Donde or whatever is it supposed I, to be good? I didn't even listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, like I just like I I don't know. And maybe it's an LA thing. I don't think it is because I think but I, I'll, the, the amount of adults oh, that adults listen to, that listen to getting rap, into Drake, yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen. Shout out to Degrassi. That's where that Look, that I, didn't follow me. Yeah, Aubrey Graham didn't follow me from uh, from Degrassi. From out of the wheelchair. Yeah, no. I would have liked to. Now, I would if Drake started making cameos on like the new Degrassi. Oh, I'm, no, I'm no, here I'm for it. No, I'm, I'm interested. here for it. No, I'm, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to come off like a hater. I'm not, I'm not. I just, it's like, I, I can't, I, I hear it and I like, I can't get into it. Mm-hmm. The only time I listen to hip hop or rap is when I'm working out and I'll listen to hip hop songs from when I was in college because the nostalgia actually like kind of gives me energy. Yeah. That's it. I'm not like driving around listening to like, no. it's just, I don't know. Gangstar. It's, and I love Gangstar. Yeah. I, I, they're, they're like my, I, one of my favorite say, groups. I will say, even going back to like listening to some Wu-Tang or like Tribe Called Quest, it's like, I'm sorry, but it's like, it's kind of corny. <laughs> it's, uh, and I, I mean, for me, I like the cash money, the New Orleans oh, stuff oh, just because yeah. it's so, by the way, shout out 
the Camp Good Boy wreck of the week from <laughs> from me from my side of the table is baller blocking. You can watch it on YouTube, which is all you need to know, dude. It's the Cash Money movie that they made, <laughs> and it's like it's like. 40 minutes long and it ends with the to be continued and it was never continued. And I'm really sad that it wasn't. It is so awesome. Juveniles, the main character. That's great. They're all in it. <laughs> like wheezy, the whole crew and it all takes, it's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So hard wreck on, you can watch it on YouTube baller blocking. Uh, yeah, I do need to watch it because you have Dude, recommended I, it before, and I, I still have yet to watch. Gotta watch it. <laughs> right. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm usually sold when it's like you can find it on YouTube. Yeah, that's always well. The best. Uh, also, because like I like state property too. <laughs> yeah, like, I like state property, and I like state property too. Right. <laughs> but state property is another good one. That was the Beanie Siegel Jay Z mm. movie. Yep. But baller blocking is like, and it was made on like it looked like they made it on like VHS cameras. <laughs> like, I'm sure they did. It's so and the best because I just. I remember living in New Orleans at the time, and they took out their own ads on billboards, which they did for their albums and stuff. And yeah, you would just be driving down, and it would be like as if the new like Pixar movie was coming out, baller blocking. Like that's great. That's incredible. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry, in New Orleans, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, like what you said though about like Wu Tang and like Tribe Called Quest, look, they're great. But like, there's just something like when I. Like there's this sport, there's this like this really prominent sports writer, and like his picture on Twitter is of one of the guys in Tribe called Quest. I'm like, I grow up, dude. Yeah, I, like I look, I, I'm sure, like I like Tribe. I, I get, I get it. I totally get it. But like that's like your, that's your yeah. like profile I, picture. I, I just, just, I, it's just I, fucking I, cheesy. I actually I prefer trap music. <laughs> To like, to like highbrow NYC nineties rap. Ooh, it's just, I don't know. It, yeah. It doesn't land anymore. Like, it just and it's doesn't. just, yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like people that were there and like, they're still hanging on to it. Like in their forties, like it's a little cringe. And I mean, look, some people could chirp me for being like, well, you still listen to fish. It's like, okay, that's fine. But like mm-hmm. that's guitars and basses and drum. I, it's like, it's music I'm into now. Granted, I'm not touring with them. If I was touring with them, you could be like, Hey, Phil, why don't you reel it in a little bit? Because yeah. I just can't go into that. Like I'm even debating if I want to go see them when they come to LA, because <sighs> I just don't know that I like going to see jam band music anymore. Yeah. It, like I don't like being around a bunch of drugged out fucking whoops. Yeah. I just don't as much as I love fish. And I, I streamed a lot of their shows of this tour because I genuinely love their music. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, I, I got to say, take out the Molly and the shrooms. Look, and it's not when as you're, fun. when you're there, when you're there, it isn't as fun. I can watch it on my couch and I'm fine. I have a couple snooze and a LaCroix and I'm good. Yeah. Because I can I don't need to be on drugs to listen to them, but like when you're there, you kind of need to be a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Um, a little bit. Well, to think it's like fun and weird and, and cool. Um, well, just the but the energy there is just it's just weird and drugged out. And yeah. it's nice to be make to be mingling in that, and I don't do drugs anymore. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, like I, I can't. I mean, we kind of had that experience when we went to go see Fairly Well. Those Grateful Dead fiftieth shows, <sighs> yeah, like the shows were great, but that crowd, I was like, I don't want to be around this. Anymore. I didn't want to be there. I honestly didn't. It's I, like uh, you're hanging out with like a bunch of homeless people. It's, it, it really is. It's, it's just I, I. I just pref- I would prefer to listen to the Grateful Dead, like fire up a Dick's Picks when I'm like running errands and like, mm. or listen to it on headphones like while I'm making dinner or something like. 
getting there and like i remember walking into the arena on day two and it was like so hot and there was like just all these deadheads and i was like (laughs) get me out of here get me to a steely dan concert in a box at the hollywood bowl please if i could just just shut my eyes and open them (laughs) oh for sure uh well i I even like uh, get me to fucking uh yeah like get me to um uh, just get me out of here. I mean, honestly, like get me home <laughs> with no music. Well, there was that because after the no second night, you you you're waiting for an Uber, and you're surrounded by all these wooks who didn't get into the show, and they've just been loitering in this parking lot of this like IHOP all show. Yeah, and it's like you can hear the nitrous things in the distance going. I kind of I, mean, I, I, I like to hit a balloon, but no, I just. A balloon. The, the the jam. That's another the j- like traveling for jam bands is something that hasn't is not following me into my late. Well, yeah, I remember either. like yeah, we took a road trip to see fish in Colorado and like got there and I was it was that fun. show was, was great. It was great, but like I felt a little lost. I was just you know, like, what see am I when the show when yeah when the show ends and you oh, go back to like oh your God, red roof in when the show ends. No, it sucks. And the light. Well, there is nothing more depressing than when the lights come <laughs> up at a fucking end of a fish concert. I'm just like, I, I'm so glad they don't allow guns in here. Cause I yeah. turn it on myself and you're not in your city you live in. Yeah. That's why like, I, you know, I watch these shows and I'm like, you know, you watch them and like they're fucking killing it. And it's like, man, it'd be great to be there. But then I'm like, yeah, but then the lights come up and you're not in the city you live in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, shit, when the lights come up, now I got to go back to my like, fucking ho- like hotel. Uh, like versus we're seeing him here. Like, okay, you go down to the forum and then you get to come home to your apartment. But like the last time they were at the forum and then we're, we were on like a party bus. I'm like, man, uh, I, w- I would have much rather have gone to get Korean barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah, I, I love going to, uh, I went to the Hollywood bowl last weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, who'd you uh, see? John Williams. I don't even know who that. Oh, the, uh, the guy that the, does the, the, the music the for this man. movie. Theme man. <laughs> He does John, the music for this movie. John we're watching right theme <laughs> guy Williams. Actually, you know what? You know what was great about his concert? So he's eighty nine. Mm-hmm. He does like four. Oh, he dips. Yeah, he's, he's out. Yeah, the show was literally like forty five minutes. Yeah, he's like Axl Rose. <laughs> <laughs> he just. Oh my god! It, it's well, it's surreal because you're heaps play. He did. Uh, he did. Um, he didn't do the Star Wars theme. Like he did the Darth Vader theme. Mm-hmm. He did. Um, uh, what's her What's her name in Raiders of the Lost Ark? Is it Mary? Mar- Marion. Um, it's who's played by um, Karen Allen. Marion, yeah, okay. Yeah. He does Marion's theme. Okay. He did the E.T. theme. Uh, and then he did something from the Big Friendly Giant. So he's I doing deep know. cuts. <laughs> and then he did the Indiana Jones theme. I think that was it. It was literally like, I think he did like six songs. And it's actually surreal because... You forget how fucking like the amount of uh, iconic movie music he's done, and to see it—it's one thing to see it on a movie; it's another thing to actually see it live because mm-hmm. it sounds exactly the same. And yeah. you're like, "Holy shit!" Like this guy—you forget how iconic he is because literally everybody there has a lightsaber, yeah, and they're all having a thrown. Oh them wow! In the air. I was like, "Wow, this is really fucking cool." Do they do like a John, 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 <laughs> John, John Williams? Literally. So yeah, he's 89. So like, I mean. He, it's a short, short show. Mm-hmm. And I feel like by the time you get out of the Hollywood Bowl, he's already back in Bel Air. Fucking, he's yeah. already in the REM sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he, he's, he's out and it takes so long to get out of that venue. But like, yeah, he does not stick around long. No. Because sometimes when you're at a show, you're just kind of like, 
Right, all right. Let's wrap, wrap it up. <laughs> he wraps it up. He well, yeah, I don't know if I need three hours of like the John Williams greatest hits. You, you really don't, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want like you want the he plays the big ones. Yeah, and uh, it was it was yeah it was fun. You got um, an orchestra there. Yeah, it's him up there with the orchestra, and, and then uh, some other guy was there. But uh, yeah, it's a short show, and it was it was great. Hmm. I'm trying to think of the point that I was trying to make, though. John Williams. I think it was that teased. like. Maybe it was the point I was trying to make. Like, that's a sh- You know what? It's like the older I get, that's a show I want to go to. That right. or like, yeah, like Steely Dan. Mm-hmm. You want to be comfortable. You King wanna, Crimson. You want to be comfortable and like with people that also just kind of want to be comfortable and have a nice night. Yeah. I don't want to go to um, like a circle jerk show. On a, with a, having a drug experience. Yeah. In a city that's not my city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in a hotel. Oh, you know what? Repo Man. Uh, by the way, shout out to Repo Man. That movie's fucking teased. It's unbelievable. Uh, and uh, Emilio Estevez, young Emilio Estevez, he, I kept being like, who's he reminding me of? And then I finally got it at the end. He's kind of had, young Emilio Estevez in Repo Man reminds me of like Jake Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. when he does like the night, when he kind of does his crazy roles, like Nightcrawler A little and stuff bit. like that. But I, it kind of made me like, want for like a job like those jobs where it's like you wake up you get there at like 10 and it's like it there's like the office uh there's like a steel desk (laughs) you 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 kind of like come in there's no it's like low stakes it's like people need to come in for your help and it's just like yeah one second let me see if i can find that it's like you look through files for like a bunch of like yellow papers files it's like oh yeah we see here okay and you're like you're in no rush to really help people you got harry dean stanton yeah you got like food ordered and stuff like that and like coffee and like there's no real sense of urgency but like to just go in like wake up come into like the job every day and it's like all right yeah let me see if we got that there um, well you're comparing yeah, it to no, repo because uh, the that office seemed fun as shit yeah you got Harry dean stanton the the woman <laughs> like that ball breaking guy and then the, the random cop mm-hmm. and then that like tall that huge black guy yeah like yeah no like that's the office you want to but I, and I was trying to figure out like a job where it's like it's work but it's like or also like in a I don't know like if you're working at like a rare bookstore or just like mm. one of those jobs where it's just like mm, yeah let me take a look and see if we have that one here and you like look something up and it's like oh yeah we do we can get that shipped out I mean, like you. a low stress job a very low it made me want for like a low stress mm. job where it's like you still have the routine of like getting up and going to the place but it's like it's low impact and I bet yeah. there's like a certain um there's like a certain kind of zen to that I mean, I kind of had that when I was temping. Talking yeah. about low stress. Yeah. Oh, my God. Talk, and real low impact because... And, like, there's the phone rings every so often. Well, I mean, low- the, the it was great because, I mean, I worked at this, like... I was definitely, like, uh, sometimes I'd have to do front desk reception. Mm-hmm. There were a few times where I was doing front desk reception for, like, a fucking illegal, uh, like, a boiler room. Right. There was this one place I was working at in Midtown, and I'm like, this ain't legit. And actually, right. somebody actually told me... There was something I wasn't allowed to say. I, 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 this was 2007. I can't remember what it was, but I was like, oh, this place is like, these guys are fucking in there in that other room ripping people around the country off. Yeah. It was legit like Wolf of Wall Street. Not, not like when they make it big, like the, the early Wolf of Wall Street. Right. When, he, when, he's, when DiCaprio's training all those guys. And yeah. they're at that, like, well, that and that's another job that looks kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, this was like a legit, like, what do they call them? Chop shops? Yeah. I guess this is what it was. I forget what it was called, but I was like, oh, this is fucking, 
I forget what I was not allowed to say, but it was sketchy, and I was doing front desk reception for it. Nice. Did they ever like want you to? Were they like, "Hey, what's up, Phil?" <laughs> no. Did you? Yeah. Did you have to uh, sign a uh, confidentiality oh, no. clause? The only time I ever got offered a job was at the Archdiocese of New York, and I was like, uh, "Nah." Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, I didn't want a job because I wanted to temp and then go do stand up at night. I wanted like those those flexible you, hours. You didn't want to give priest blowjobs. <laughs> it, it was like. Uh, it was just like uh, administrative work, and I was just like, actually, you know what it was? It was it would have been a very low stress job, and I was just like, dude, I, I'm just I'm not mm-hmm. interested. But like uh, every now and again, the the like the bishop of New York would come into the office, and it was like fucking Keith Richards just walked in. Bish? They were obsessed with him, right? And I was like, what? Why? The bishops here? They were obsessed with him. I forget because he's his got name. the highest bishop body Dolan. count, bishop probably. Dolan, yeah. <laughs> How many kids do you think? Hey, yeah, dude, Bishop has fucked <laughs> thousands. When he walked he's, in, it was, he's it was destroyed ridiculous. the lives of thousands of boys <laughs> with his cock. Yeah. I think his name was Bishop Dolan. He would come in every now and again. And, and it was literally like the, the, the bishop's coming in today. I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, and yeah. <laughs> what you mean? Tupac from juice <laughs> <laughs> Bishop. <laughs> Let's see, Bishop, Bishop Dolan. Yeah, this guy, Timothy Dolan. He would come to the office every now and again. You think that guy had Oh, my God. Look at that pepito. <laughs> it looks like Rupert Holmes who sings the <laughs> Pina Colada song. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. He, he fucks children. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was the only oh. play. That was the only temp job where they offered me a job. Um, and you were like, nah. Yeah, the guy was really nice. And I was like, no. Because the best thing about temping for me, uh, it's just nine to five. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to stay past, I don't have to stay past five. Right. I don't need, there's nothing I need to do. Like, I'm not part of the team. I'm right. just a- entering data. As soon as five hits, I'm fucking You're out. out there. No, yeah. there is kind of something about, there's like a kind of serenity to it to like a nine to five that's like, where you make like enough money mm. and it's like low stakes yeah. and I liked temping. I liked it a lot actually. Yeah. Um, I just like those jobs where it's like, Oh yeah. Hello. And it's like, Oh yeah. Let me see if we, let me, let me take a look and see about that one. Okay. Basically like working yeah, at like a garage or yeah, you know, like something like that where it's like, yeah, your cars. Yeah. You have like the desk there and you're like, mm. you're dealing with the papers and like you come in, you have your coffee. Yeah. There's like a radio playing yeah. like a flannel shirt with like cut off sleeves. Yeah. yeah. But you're not doing the car. You're work. not you're doing, doing the car. The, you're, you're just kind of just there in the in the in there like doing the orders you're like oh yeah oh yeah hey how's it going and you can kind of like bullshit with people that come in you can go take a smoke break you can do like a nice like walk to lunch you're not you're gonna have like 50 percent positive 50 percent negative on yelp yeah (laughs) well listen well did I tell you your car was going to be ready? <laughs> I don't think I was the one working there. No, sir, you were the one that was working there. I, just, I don't think I was. Yeah. But listen, I'm going to go check on that. We're just waiting on some parts. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, listen, and I just like, yeah. So with that and parts and labor, you're looking at uh, $8,472. It's like what we were talking about last week, uh, grading a test. Mm-hmm. Like talking about like parts, like putting together an estimate for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's see. Let's take a look at that here. <laughs> You're just hammering those keys on that calculator. I want one of those jobs that's like, all right, let's take a look at that here. All right, yep. Two and put in the calculator, the, like the calculator with the roll on it, and just parts and labor. That'll be fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen thousand. 
Uh, Let me see. Artie, do we have the uh, those parts <laughs> back there? I got to go back and check. Um, I'm just going to take a seat over there. No, no, I'm, I'm sure it's, yeah. <laughs> it's got If there's fun. like a certain, I don't know, there's just like a certain coziness to that. Well, front desk reception was great because you're literally just like, you're just transferring calls, mm-hmm. but you're not working for fucking Scott Rudin. No, like you're, you're not yeah. working for a psycho. You're literally working for just like nice people. Right. And you just want their calls transferred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anytime it was front desk reception, I was just like score because yeah. the phone rings. It doesn't ring all that. It doesn't ring as often as you think it would, uh, unless you're working at like, there were some times where I'd have to do work at like L'Oreal. I know that phone was ringing a lot, mm. but some of these other places, uh, like at a bank, or like a, it, it wasn't, or even at a law firm. I don't remember. It was, it's not like off the hook mm-hmm. ringing. It was like nice and quiet, and mm-hmm. so I could just like watch something like on YouTube. Oh yeah. But all the time, sometimes I would get caught, and I would just be like, "I'm oh, sorry." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just watching like Gangnam Style. <laughs> It was Susan Boyle <laughs> fucking Yeah, I think that was yeah. I was at a temp job where I found out about that video and Yeah, there were some times where I'd get caught surfing the web but but like it's literally I, I'm the temp. Yeah. What do you expect me to run this place? Yeah. <laughs> like you expect me to I'm I'm not I'm not that important. Mm-hmm. Like even the and even the dad entry I'm doing for you even that's not that important. Well, it's like, also it's a, yeah, it's a temp <laughs> job. It's like they're not having you come in to found the company. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm not there to like help like pump numbers up and get yeah. them out of the get them out of the red. They um uh I'm sorry. I know like dance is having like a big moment like TikTok. I think TikTok is going to kill dance. It's getting I, pretty I, annoying. I just like I don't want to watch people dance I know, anymore. It's really annoying. Like I like dance like I want to see like River Dance or go to like the <laughs> nut the Nutcracker. Uh, yeah, you want to see you professionals. Know, I, want, I just I and there's there, some of it's impressive and it's cool, but it's just all the same. Or like when a dance goes viral, mm-hmm. like that um, Chiki Kali on Chiki Dana. I don't even know that. And it's just like it's destroying the art form for me. I'm sure there's a lot of professional dancers who went to like. Like what some conservatory in like New York City, and yeah. I mean, look, they're probably they're probably working because that's the thing. Like TikTok dancers are on TikTok, and they're going to parlay that into like maybe being on a commercial. Mm-hmm. Someone who goes to like a conservatory, they don't want to do that. They want to no. be on like in musicals and at Lincoln right. Center, or yeah. like at a traveling company, like doing theater. So I feel like if you're a professional dancer, there's still room for obviously you to have a career, but TikTok dancing. Like if you're a professional, like that, uh, Katy Perry had the dude that did the invented the floss. Mm-hmm. She had him on SNL, right? And I'm sure there's probably some dancers that are just like, wait a second, why? Like, I want to be on, on SNL with Katy Perry. I like, how this fucking kid get on there? But in the power of the internet, but it's um, just the the dance. I'm just like, I just don't want to look at dance anymore. No, I, I don't either. It's 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 really annoying, and we're so blown away by it. Yeah, like literally, it's I, just a girl in her kitchen dancing with like her fucking pots and pans and it's just like amazing like what's amazing about this yeah. it's just a, does, like it's not uh, that amazing. does Barishnikov have tiktok <laughs> but tiktok <laughs> that'd be great if his his Barishnikov's tiktok handle was but tiktok well i had a meme a few years ago that i've been meaning to repost that it was uh uh, Alexander Baristikoff isn't really can't hurt you, and it's just him giving someone a co- coffee at oh, Starbucks. That's amazing, <laughs> Alexander Baristikoff. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's. I don't know why we're so blown away by these by these dances. Like like literally, it's like uh, a, oh, I can't, the guy in the nurse outfit that looks like Jack Black. 
I hate oh, that guy. I, I haven't even seen that one. Or like the the, the guy who's the contractor, mm-hmm. and he's like on like a, a, a site, a job site, and he's like he's like dancing on a tractor. He's yeah. like, I think he's called like the dancing contractor. I had to like ignore it, put it on ignore on Instagram because I'm like, I, what? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. He's just dancing. Like it's not that impressive. But everyone, he's got like 15 million followers. Like yeah. what the fuck's wrong with? It's the same thing with Dogface 207 or whatever. Oh, where did he go? I, I think people were just like. <laughs> like, look, his video of skateboarding was fucking was awesome. magical. I'm not saying it, it wasn't was pretty cool. magical and good for him for cashing in on it. Cause anybody as he totally should. Yeah. Good for, I'm not like so hating is he on back him. at the potato factory. No, I think he's like, he's like makes money on through Instagram. Cause sure. I haven't seen him. Oh, maybe I unfollowed him. Does he still have a page? I never followed him. Cause I just, I didn't care. Right. Yeah. He still has a page. I'm sure he, that's how he makes money mm-hmm. as he should. Um, I'm, I'm just saying that I don't think it's that impressive. Like, and literally people act like he's fucking Brando mm-hmm. after watching the Godfather. It's like, right. he's just dancing with his daughter. You know, it's interesting though, to some young, um, cell phone users, he is Brando and the Godfather. Like <laughs> yeah. that is their, kind of, yeah. what they look to for entertainment. It was just like, Oh my God, this guy is like the greatest of all time at doing nothing. Mm. And you know, you'd be like, well, I'm showing my age. I don't think I am because I think there's actually a lot of people my age who are on there in the comments that are just like, like keep doing you, bro. Yeah, and yeah, yeah of remember, yeah, it was like you saved twenty twenty. It's like, what, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, and by the way, COVID was like the guy standing behind the tree, like <laughs> yeah. the Delta variant, <laughs> like watching the the ocean spray guy skateboard <laughs> by. He didn't save anything. No, I mean, look, he did that, not save twenty twenty. That video was great, but like, what? Like what? What am I hanging on to here? Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, until he makes a video that's as great as that one. He's literally just dancing, right? And we treat we treat him like he's fucking Travolta and, and staying alive. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's just it's just not that. Like the video was cool, but like what he actually does, I don't really give a fuck about. Right? He's just a guy on the internet dancing. Mm-hmm. But again, you're right to kids and and people who are like the phone is their lives. Yeah, okay, maybe they do look at them like a little bit differently. I just, I don't know, I just don't. Bro, you um, saved, I those, bro, you saved 2020. That was like, it was like, right. get out of here, dude. Yeah, I don't know. If, yeah. He saved Ocean Spray. It, <laughs> yeah, his yeah. brand value. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, and, and yeah, got Fleetwood Mac. Like, that's what he did. He bit, saved, yeah. Uh, yeah, he saved Lindsey Buckingham's <laughs> uh, cocaine budget. <laughs> yeah, and his bank account. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm sure Lindsey Buckingham's doing fine but I bet like, Lindsey Buckingham definitely stole his blow <laughs> maybe that's why he got fired from Fleetwood Mac yeah he got fired from Fleetwood Mac in 2019 like what the fuck yeah what that makes no sense mm-hmm. what did he do to get fired I'd love to know maybe yeah he was just like he was still trying to like he's like still trying to keep the room like as soon as the dog face video hit he just he comes into the studio he's like yo he's all coked up he's like yo let's make rumors again <laughs> Let's just make the album again. <laughs> and they're just like all looking at each other. His eyes are all just like bloodshot. Like they're just like, dude, you're fired. I, it's insane that he got yeah. fired. Like you got like he's one of the most important, if not the most important part, aside from Stevie Nicks in that band. Mm-hmm. You could fi- you could fire uh, John. Mc- Is it John McKee or yeah? You could even fire Mick Fleetwood. I mean, get <laughs> Dave Grohl in there. You you could fire. I mean, yeah, you can't fire Stevie Nicks. No, of course not. And I don't even think you can fire uh, Christine McVie because her mm-hmm. voice is so important on some of those songs. Mm-hmm. You need Lindsay 
and you need Stevie and you need Christine McVie. If John McVie's not in the band, it's like you can get flea up there. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> you don't need John McVie. He, he's probably, he still kind of looks cool up there with that baseball. Yeah, you don't need, you know, that is true. You don't need John McVie. You need fucking Lindsey Buckingham. Yeah. What it's, did it's he do? It's not called McVie Mac. <laughs> Although it is Fleetwood Mac ba- after Mac, McVie uh, Mac. Ah, uh, okay. Because he's been with the band since they were a blues band. Oh. But what, what, like, and then they, they replaced Lindsey Buckingham with Mike Campbell from Tom Petty, but, like, Mike Campbell doesn't have those pipes that Lindsey no. has on, on And he doesn't have songs. that cool little guitar. <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody else has that guitar that Lindsey Buckingham has. He doesn't get talked about as the greatest guitar Dude, player he's ever. so good. Just listen to his ding, solo on, ding, 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 I think, Gypsy. I think it's a solo at the end of Gypsy. It's, just, it's incredible. Oh. Or, yeah, can't you hear me? Down? And, you know, by the way, his solo on Hold Me. Or maybe it's Hold Me I'm thinking about. He's great. I feel like he doesn't get talked about enough. No, he doesn't. Because he, you know what? He has, he just kind of looks like a rich dentist who drives a Porsche in like Rochester. He doesn't have, I know he's, he's definitely kind of looks sexy in the context of Fleetwood Mac, mm-hmm. but outside of the context of Fleetwood Mac and what that was, he doesn't really look like a rock star. No, not really. Yeah. Um, he looks like a rock star in the like uh, how the band and almost famous looks like rock stars. Like yeah. those guys don't look. In my opinion, that's why. Does it, in the context is, of Fleetwood Mac, he very much looks like a rock star. But if you take yeah, bro, you take yeah. the man out of the Fleetwood, you, yeah. you he just looks like he just he kind of looks like a a cool rich guy, kind of in yeah. like a like in like in a smaller city and <laughs> like a middle market city who's like crushing it. And he's just like still sleazy and single. <laughs> he does. He kind of does. Yeah. 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 What the fuck did he do? I mean, let's, let's solve the case right here. Um, I mean, I, cause it's like creative, like what would the creative differences be? You guys play the same songs every, like, yeah. it's not like you're, I mean, maybe they're making new albums, but mm-hmm. it's very, very strange. Uh, but then he put that album out with Christine, McKee, which I liked, which, which was I thought was good. It kind of sounded like a classic Fluid Mac album. Wait, let's see. Yeah. What did, um, life and career. What's life good? in Korea. <laughs> he's just, yeah, he's just in, he's just doing K-pop now. <laughs> Um, return to Fleetwood Mac, continuing solo. Um, got together with McVie. Okay, that was. Um, Can't you hear me now? Buckingham announces. Uh, okay, so I, I mean, maybe he just wants to do. Oh wow! Hold me is one of the best songs ever created. Buckingham stated he learned about the. F- uh, um, Mick Fleetwood and the band appeared and said that Buckingham would not sign off on a tour that the group had been planning for a year and that they would they had reached a huge impasse and hit a brick wall when asked if Buckingham had fired. Well, oh, so I guess Buckingham's just kind of like, guys, I don't know if we have it anymore. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Let's leave it to potato farmers and skateboards <laughs> to, to, to carry the torch. I guess maybe. He, okay. So I, it sounds like he was just kind of like burned out, I guess. Yeah. All right. I get that. I get that. It sounds like a coke problem it, to me. No, I mean maybe it was. It was just very strange. Why it was like when you heard he, you heard he got fired. It's like wait what? Yeah, but if I was like a shrink dealing with like a suicidal patient, I would just like put headphones on and play "Hold Me," and just mm. be like, "How can you want to leave a world where this f- sound exists?" It's a good song. It's, it's very good so song. good, but it's not even the song. It's not even so much. It is the song. It, of course, it's the song. It's the sound. It's like mm. the way they talk about like the um, 
the Phil Spector sound or whatever, like that thing. It's like, it's like musical mm. fucking like Reiki. It's just so yeah. good, dude. It is it's good. Just so it's great. a very good song. Yeah. Now, yeah, if Dogface can do something with Hold Me. Yeah, I mean, we'll, I'll let's. take a look at that video, <laughs> but it'll fi- it'll find you if it's if it's worthy. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to plug the the thing in. So maybe uh, how much time we got left there? We got about two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. God, how what kind of dirtbags direct Barbie commercials? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um. All right, kids. <clears throat> Well, it's like what we were talking about um, oh, think, like six episodes ago, directing baby di- pull-up diaper commercials because there's the shot in the commercial where the kid's pulling up the diapers. Like, I hope yeah. that kid has clothes on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're just the, the director is just like, can you just pull it up slower along <laughs> your, um, on your thighs and let it just hang like... <laughs> That's right, folks. <laughs> it's time for the Camp Good Boy shout-out. Hey, Bill, who are we giving Instagram shout-outs to this week? Let's see who we got. Um, it is good to be back with everybody. Yeah. Um, hey, shout-out to Russ Hate. Hey, shout-out. Russ Hate, shout-out. Um, hey, shout-out Lazy Dude Man. Shout-out. Shout-out. Uh, hey, shout-out Litigation God. Funny page. Shout-out. Um, shout Another funny page. Corporate Humor. Hey, shout-out. Shout-out. Um, hey, shout-out Lee Shane. Hey, shout-out. Shout-out. Hey, shout out uh, another good page. Memes by Sammy C. Shout out. Shout out. Um, hey, shout out Christopher Hersey. Hey, shout out. Shout out. Hey, shout out Josh Winkler. Shout out. Shout out. Last one. Radical Kiba. Hey, shout out. Shout out. Shout out, guys. Thanks for supporting the page. Uh, we love you. Yeah. We're here for you. <laughs> and uh, that's how you do a fade out, right? There. Oh, yeah. That's a nice fade. <laughs> that, is a, that was a strong fade. <laughs> Um, hey, oh, uh, American Crime Story impeachment on FX is, is good. How many episodes deep are they give us? Just one. Oh, just oh, I mean, this is FX. They're just they're doing it week by week. Oh, I'm gonna ch- uh, yeah, I'm actually gonna watch that when I get home. It's so teased. It's, yeah, uh, and because um, we were talking about last week, uh, Sarah Paulson playing Linda Tripp, mm-hmm. and also like she's in a fat suit, but like you can barely notice it. Uh, I, that was well, a reach. What are you talking about? Yeah, uh, she's fucking incredible in it. And then the woman who plays uh, Paula Jones, who is really good. And then that Taryn Killam from SNL, he mm. plays her husband. They're just this white... Because Paula Jones accused him of uh, um, sexual assault. Okay. Uh, like in the 70s, I think. And then came forward. It's great. And then Beanie Fieldstein. Beanie Siegel. <laughs> is Milana Kowinski. And she's Jonah Hill's sister. Ah. I didn't realize that. Cool. Uh, it's pretty good. And then Clive, Clive Owen plays Bill Clinton. Oh, Clint. man. Wait. Are you, I gotta, I'm gonna, I gotta watch this as soon as I get home. He's, not, he's only in it uh, at the end, but it's fucking great. Yeah. It, it's really, it's, it was good. It's like kind of a slow episode, but like at the end, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, baby. Dude, I, love, I love American Crime Story. <laughs> it's, it really is great. It they're, is, they're, and they're three for three. Dude, that, oh, oh my God. The OG one, the fucking Versace <laughs> one was so good. It was so good. <laughs> now the Clinton one. It's fucking great. That, I love when he's like held up in that like houseboat at the end is eating cat food. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's dark. That movie, dude, that. They got it right on American Crime Story. Oh, Ryan Murphy. So right. I'm a little burned out. I mean, American Horror Story, I haven't like been keeping up with. I don't. It gets old. Yeah. But the uh, American Crime Story is truly. Aren't they doing a Katrina one? Yeah, but for some reason, they it, it was supposed to come out. 
before the impeachment impeachment one, but I don't know, maybe there are some creative differences. Yeah. Maybe Lindsey Buckingham was working yeah. on that. <laughs> <laughs> but the, maybe the impeachment one was just kind of easier to develop and come together because they moved that one first, and mm-hmm. uh, it's so good. Dude, it's crazy because uh, we were saying shout out to the Levies last time because they held up in New Orleans. But, dude, now you got to worry in the Northeast. Mm. You think it's just like the storm, dude? Those storms were like they're 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 like wait a second. They had something to say. I thought yeah. this whole below sea level in New Orleans, this was our jam. No, you guys no, are fucking the transportation in New York City that's below ground. Yeah, took a bit Let's, of a, took it. We're on gonna the start. We're gonna start uh, journeying up here. Well, no, yeah, yeah, it's so true. Ida didn't like, and I'm I'd, obviously I, there's people down there that still have no power, and like you said, the heat is kicked up. So it's it definitely fucking fucked some shit up but it's true usually they lose power when they get in like more inland and uh Ida had something else more to say as soon as it got up to like yeah it just, new york just read the patty smith book just friends and wanted to check out how cool <laughs> new york city was i mean I, th- I mean i think new york's doing okay i think it was just f- like flooding but i think i think like 48 people or something died oh, really? oh, there was only like mind. one casualty in oh, got new it. orleans i think it was like, take that back then yeah they had it that uh <laughs> it had a little body count right yeah well i it that there's so all the storms that have come into new york city i've never seen the sub like you would think that subway getting flooded would happen more often mm-hmm. but that was like fucking uh that was like dired with a vengeance mm-hmm. when fucking he blows the dam oh yeah that water coming into the subway that was Crazy. intense i'd be so because new york well, city is such a hard city to live all in. the rats that you're just gonna be like <laughs> swimming up around like getting up oh god like if you were if you were in like a race to like you got to get uptown and you're like running late and you like get through and then you just see this water oh. i'd be like oh, oh fuck oh, yeah no. i'm at it i here. hate this city so much. Yeah. The first day I moved there, it was pouring rain. I was like, fuck, I, I'm not ready for this place. And then I stayed there. But uh, right. it's, a, it's an adult dose. It's an adult <laughs> dose. Yeah. Now add flooding onto the subway. In the, oh, God. Oh. Oh, here's your favorite scene. Is this the drone racing? Yeah, see, that, that, that scene was actually great. Um, it was really cool. And then the movie kind of Oh, like, Willow. I didn't realize Willow's in this. <laughs> Willow kind of got uh, cock-blocked by Dinklage. Oh, um, what's that guy? Warwick Davis? Yeah. <laughs> Is he in this? Yeah, I just, there was just a <laughs> Warwick Davis cameo. Oh, you know what was actually great in The Phantom Menace is... I think that the planet, I forget what it's called, but they're like, uh, it's run by the huts. And the one guy's like, the huts are gangsters. And I'm like, yeah. And then you see the huts running this race. It's like, yeah, oh, the huts, the huts. <laughs> I, I like the huts. The huts are pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, Java, the huts only. In, although I don't know if that's Java, the hut or like Jason, I, the hut. I don't I know saw which hut Java come across the screen. Java. <laughs> Java is fucking is a dirt bag. He's just got like a woman chained up. Right. right. Next to him, <laughs> when they say that, when they say talk about the huts, it was just like a funny. It's just a funny like yeah dialogue. Jabba the hut. <laughs> He's like this lizard diarrhea <laughs> mass of just. He's like Ron Jeremy. Yeah, he really is. He's so sli- slimy and lazy and just like Jabba the hut. All right. No, that's it, guys. So, Star, yeah. Star the new Star Wars. Thanks the, for tuning in. Star Wars prequels weren't yeah. getting any love on this, this week. Nope. Sorry we offended you guys. Ball or blocking. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. We'll, we'll see you next week. Bye.